Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Thursday, November the 26th. Thanks for downloading today's podcast and it's been confirmed Kent will be in Tier 3 when lockdown ends next week. So what does that mean for you? Well, it's the toughest level of restrictions. Pubs will only be able to open for takeaways. The rest of the hospitality industry stays closed. Non-essential shops, gyms and hairdressers can all reopen, but we can't mix with other households and can only meet a limited number of people outside in a public space. Here's what Health Secretary Matt Hancock had to say in the Commons earlier today. I know how tough this is, both for areas that have been in restrictions for a long time, like Leicester and Greater Manchester, and also for areas where cases have risen sharply recently, like Bristol, the West Midlands and Kent. The full allocations have been published this morning and laid as a written ministerial statement just before this statement began. I understand the impact that these measures will have, but they are necessary given the scale of the threat that we face. We'll review the measures in a fortnight and keep them regularly under review after that. Thanet's got one of the highest COVID rates in the country at the moment, with 491 cases per 100,000 people. Sir Roger Gale is the MP for North Thanet. He's been giving us his reaction. I'm disappointed that the whole of Kent has been thrown into the same basket. I'm not at all surprised that uh, Thanet was in Tier 3, because the incidence of the pandemic have been rising, and that's very sad, but it's, it's a fact of life. Wherever you draw the line somebody's always going to be on the wrong side of it. And it seemed to me, and the reason that I signed the letter that some of my colleagues signed, in spite of the fact that I knew that it would be bad for Thanet, is because I don't think we should take a one-size-fits-all solution. And the danger with this, of course, is that um, if you draw the line in the wrong place, some people are just going to ignore it. And then you're back where you started. It's much better, I think, to have a regulation that people reluctantly understand and are prepared to accept rather than one that's imposed on them that they don't like. Do you think it makes sense to stop those in the highest areas uh, travelling to the lowest? Well, yes, of course. Um, But then, of course, people can travel to work. So people will travel to work from Kent to London. London's in, most of London's in Tier 2. Kent is in Tier 3. Well, where does Kent stop? Uh, yeah, is Beckenham in Kent? Those of us who are men of Kent and Kentish men believe that Beckenham is part of Kent, but of course Beckenham is regarded by a lot of people as a London borough. Is Bexley Heath in Kent? Dartford's in Kent, but a few miles down the road, you're in London. So it's a very difficult equation and a very difficult line to draw, and I, I have to accept that the the people who have done this do know what they're doing, and presumably they're taking into account all of the relevant factors, not just the incidence of the disease, but the situation in hospitals, for example. Now, lockdown will end next Wednesday. That's December the 2nd. So that's when these restrictions will come into force. Already, there are questions as to how long we'll have to stay in Tier 3 and what could be done to see Kent moved into a lower category. Well, the Health Secretary also mentioned that when he spoke this morning. We're now expanding this community testing programme even further to launch a major community testing programme, honing in on the areas with the greatest rate of infection. 
This programme is open to all local authorities in Tier 3 areas in the first instance and offers help to get out of the toughest restrictions as fast as possible. We'll work with local authorities on a plan to get tests where they're needed most and how we can get as many people as possible to come forward and get certainty about their conditions. So why is Kent in Tier 3 then? Well, four areas of the county now have some of the highest infection rates in England. Swale is still top with more than 500 cases per 100,000 people. As I mentioned earlier, there's also Thanet, plus Medway and Gravesham are among the worst 20 places in the country. That compares to an infection rate of 120 in Ashford and Tunbridge Wells, which is well below the national average. Let's hear now from Canterbury MP Rosie Duffield. We absolutely have to get a grip of this, don't we? And we know that in Canterbury there's been a spike in places like Sea Salter, which is just on the edge of my constituency, we've seen a spike as well. So we have to contain this, we have to get it down as, as early as we possibly can. And does this mean that the four-week week, the four-week breaker uh, we just had hasn't actually worked at all, considering the numbers are continuing to climb, and therefore the previous lockdown just didn't go far far enough? Um, I don't know that it's quite that simple. We we are going to have to wait till after all of this to have a kind of complex breakdown of what happened. But it's clear that the national lockdown hasn't sort of kicked into our area. There could be so many reasons why. I mean, everybody I know with a school aged child has had at least one year taken out um, or self-isolating. I think schools have played a bit of a part in this, um, although they've been as brilliant as they possibly can be under the circumstances. Um, it's not their fault, but it's the spread. Um, and there's all kinds of other factors like we mostly commute into London for our for our jobs so you know we don't know yet why this is but but Kent have been behind London and now we've definitely come caught up. So while shops here in the county will be able to open again other industries as I mentioned have to stay closed among those are soft play centres. It's another blow for the managers of the likes of Adventure Kids in Aylesford who've been campaigning to be allowed to reopen throughout the pandemic. They've also been reacting to today's announcement. Yeah my name's Andrew Moody uh, and I'm the managing director of Adventure Kids. You can go to a gym, you can go and get your nails done, you can go and get your hair done, you can be in close proximity to people, you can now go shopping, you can lead your life as normal as possible. But from the sake of the children's points of view, uh, and the well-being, the mental health, the physical health, the obesity, everything from a child's point of view has been stopped once again. We do a lot with special needs, and obviously children, people, or I should say parents that have children with special needs, know how important these kind of places are that we run and we're just not being allowed to obviously be open and there is no actual cases proven that our sector is causing a rise because we've been closed so from Kent's point of view for Thanet going up for Medway going up for Swale going up all of our businesses have been closed so we are not contributing to the pandemic so why are they allowed the gyms now to open? Why are they now allowed all the shops to open, but they've still kept us closed? That's the unanswered question. You can find out what Tier 3 means and read about news on changes to bubbles for families with a baby under the age of one at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. 
Elsewhere today, a Kent school has publicly defended its decision to close because of a coronavirus outbreak after a parent complained. Minster Primary on Sheppey received criticism in an email after shutting for two weeks following a number of positive cases. The chief exec of the Island Learning Trust, which runs the school, has hit back describing it as offensive and saying safety is their top priority. As a winter shelter for homeless people in Gravesham opens its doors, the man in charge has told the Kent Online podcast he fears they'll have a waiting list for beds. The Gravesham sanctuary has had to make sure it's as COVID safe as possible before being able to welcome anyone to stay. Steve Nolan is the project manager. I do think that we are very likely to have a waiting list for beds um, that's just the reality of where we are. And that's not, that's not because people aren't doing their job. It's because um, COVID is going to have a huge effect on people's finances, on their their future well-being, um, rents going up, um, people might be losing their jobs. And so we actually see the situation getting far worse before it gets better. What sort of things um, specifically, whether you know directly from the council or from others, would you like to see at the sanctuary to help you get people back into, you know, get their or get their lives back together, really? Yeah, that's probably a difficult question to answer. I, I guess really, um, you'd like to think there's no need for winter shelters, but unfortunately, that's not the case. There are needs for organisations or charities such as ours. Um, I like to think that wouldn't be the case, but. We are where we are with that. Um, I, I, I think I think what the government did, or what COVID has proven, is that it is possible to get the homeless off the streets because they had to do it. They did it with um, most, most, mostly in England and in the UK. They got the homeless off the streets, uh, accommodating in whatever they could find, hotels, um, rented, whatever it is, they got them off the streets. So it is doable. Um, and I think if, if, if we return to what we did pre-COVID, that will be very, very sad in my view. Um, nobody needs to be homeless. No, nobody needs to go through that. They plan to stay open seven days a week until next Easter, thanks to an army of volunteers. 13 notices have been handed out to businesses in Kent that have broken lockdown rules by staying open. The council have visited 48 sites, most of them car washes, following tip-offs. Major plans have been unveiled for a revamp of Ashford Town Centre. Bosses are trying to make sure the area can remain relevant in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Part of the proposal is to transform Bank Street and turn the Parkmel Shopping Centre into a residential development. We know it's been an anxious day for lots of you with Kent test results being published. More than 15,000 pupils sat the exam to determine who can apply for a place at a grammar school. It was taken a month later than normal because of the pandemic. Parents should have got emails at about four this afternoon. And Jax Jones has been chatting to our sister radio station KMFM about his new single, I Miss You. He was on the hit list last night and told Emma Jo how he ended up working with Aura after dropping her a DM. The beauty of lockdown is everyone's around and you, you can't blame the fact that you're on tour, whatever it might be. <laughs> if they're not replying, it is genuinely a par. They did not want to talk to you, bro. <laughs> Luckily, Aura wanted to talk to, to me. If you missed their chat, you can listen now at kmfm.co.uk. Kent Online Sport.
Football now and fans still won't be able to go to games in the county as Kent goes into tier three restrictions after lockdown. It means for Gillingham, they'll have to continue playing behind closed doors, something the manager was hoping would end very soon. Steve Evans has been speaking about the situation and says it's just not the same without supporters in the ground. I must admit, Paul Scarley has been absolutely incredible with me because he's He's, he's called me and kept my motivation high and I've needed it at times and I'm the most, as these guys know, I'm the most positive person in the world and I've been down recently because there is no fans, it's not it's not the same. Yeah. And, you know, when the Prime Minister was giving us the news you're going to be spectators coming in, I think my wife had probably seen me jump like that when we'd scored last-minute winners, you know, and she's up at the stands, not very often is she there, but she's she's looking at me, looking at the telly, going, yes, yes, we miss them, we miss the fans here. This is one of the iconic grounds in League One, I've come here and got bashed. Absolutely battered off that arena, man, and I, and and I love them, and, I, and and we miss them. And I'm listening to some managers say the same thing. Sean Dyche, we're we're really really missing them. So please bring the vaccine, please bring football fans back, and let's get back to having the the sport and and the and the job that it's a, it's a job for supporters as well. They love it, don't they? They more probably know more about systems and more about our players than I do. So. Um, yeah, please, let's, let's get them back. So, but let's deal with the virus. I'm not reckless. I'm not silly. Look, I've got 25 young men in there, and uh, we have to be very, very careful that um, that we're coming through this virus and, and, and get this vaccine. The Jills are in FA Cup action this weekend. We will have a preview to that game tomorrow. That's it for today. But you can also subscribe to the IM News app, and that will give you access to all of KM Group's newspapers. To do it, it's really straightforward. Head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.